Finn's been to a convention. I did. Uh, Ubisoft are charging money for their video games. <gasps> <laughs> and uh, Ganondorf from the the new trailer from Tears of the Kingdom is buff and hot and people are losing their minds. Just come from the Mario movie. Saw that today. Mm. Super Mario Brothers movie. It's not Bowser. It's Jack Black as Bowser. But he has got that charisma and again... He, won me over and i was like okay fine i'm on board like yeah uh, i've actually i've just come from a uh, games convention here in norwich where i'm staying in the uk so yeah i went over to norfolk showground i uh, met up with our good friend sam webster who we did the other who we do the other uh, podcast with the um, roundtable podcast yeah and it was it was it was good seeing that like he was showing off his game crisis island um he makes instruction manuals for <gasps> switch games oh How cool. my god and oh they my are God. so cool. If you're if you're waiting for Mirage to come out, right? Like the new Assassin's Creed game. New Assassin's Creed comes out. Uh, that's going to cost you, what, like $60, $70, right? Or you can pay $20 to get access to that game as well as all the other games. I like it how casual that was. Um, Chris is a fanboy for Biffle games, which is fine. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Hi everyone and welcome to the Polygon Forest. I am uh, indie dev Vin Hill and I am joined as ever by the other indie dev, uh, Christopher Jarvis. Very good. Hello. It's it's the best intro I've got, man. I, I can't I can't I can't help it. Like we we will find like a decent intro at one point, but like we were just saying in the pre-show, like I, I, we're not going to think about it too much. We're just going to banter our way to a good one. I think that'd be a, a, a good method, yeah. sort of thing. Natural. Oh well. So how's it going, man? It's going well. It's going well. I've just um, just come from the Mario movie. Saw that today. Mm. Super Mario Brothers movie. How was it? With my boy Harrison. Uh, it was good. Yeah, I can't complain. I, I was I was expecting a disaster. I was because mm. Mario is special. Uh, but they did all the right nods in the right places, and they covered all the right the bases. And I had a real problem with Chris Pratt being the voice of Mario. What before before, before the movie? Before the movie, like yeah. Okay. And now I've seen it. It's like, yeah, there is a reason why he is a a lister. He is safe hands. Good. Yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. And Charlie Day's Luigi was great. So, how was um how was Jack Black's um, Bowser? Uh, that was the biggest one where I was like, Bowser needs to have a deep, gruff, like dark, rich voice, and Jack Black is kind of top endy and screamy. And so I had a trouble with that initially, but again, seeing the film, Jack, it's it's not it's not Bowser, it's Jack Black as Bowser, but he has got that charisma, and again, he won me over, and I was like, okay, fine, I'm on board. Like so, very quickly, everyone, cool. I was on board. Yeah. So the trailer and everything, and leading up to it, and the news, I was just like, no. Right, but then watching yeah, it. Yeah, it's hard to be stubborn, not to be stubborn about that stuff, right? Especially when you had the first Mario movie, like back in the like the early nineties, that absolute With Bob disaster. Hoskins, yeah, ooh, that was that was something special. And if you're watching this, you're like, wait, what? Like that that was a thing. It's like, yes, you should absolutely watch it. Totally watch Every, it. Everyone should watch it because it is just such a car wreck of a film. It, it's, I just <laughs> see it as an acid trip film. With a slight smothering of Mario, it's got nothing mm. really to do with Mario or video games or anything. But it's just there are there are plumbers in it. Though, but there are plumbers in fair. it, and they wear overalls, and that's about it. And they're called yeah. Mario and Luigi. Everything else is different. Yeah, it's set in like New York in a slum or something. It's really it's quite awful. Um, but yeah, if that's like your point of reference, you're gonna be nervous about the new one, right? True. Yeah, like, you're yeah. gonna go into it like, ah, uh, like kind of worried about this but it does it, it does like bring on this like wider conversation like this the like we're starting to get it you know like movies and tv shows yeah i think they're finally i think they finally figured it out i don't mean like every single one's gonna be great from now on but i think they figured out there's like, a the formula, formula that works with people yeah. it pleases the 30 somethings the kids are, are happy yeah and the, the songs in there and they're choosing the right talent to um yeah to to sell it and but putting, but again, being true to the characters, and also adding a bit of the actor to it, so it's not like a wooden performance. It's it's you know it's a bit of them as well. Yeah, I think I think they're 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 getting better. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a weird sort of theory around that, and I think it's because a lot of people think, well, why don't they just stick to the game sort of thing? Which 
doesn't always necessarily work because um, I think that's the actually the problem that they've had in the past is like sometimes and like people are going to be like wait what what the hell are you talking about but I think they sometimes stick to the the source material a bit too much because if you play those old games like they're pretty awful like in terms of like acting and stuff like that mm. like they're they're very cheesy and 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 very c tier like acting like movies you know mm. them old horror movies you know like I always I always point people to this but. Um, go watch the intro for uh, Resident Evil um, on the PlayStation One. Just just watch the FMV video, yeah. like the intro. Yeah, it is so egregiously terrible. Yeah. like it's it's laughable, like how bad it is. But it's a beloved game, right? And everyone loves it, and everyone remembers it in the back of the head. They've got like this nostalgia sort of imagery in the back of their head. Yeah, for what the film should be, and when the film comes out and it's close to that really cheesy source material. And they get confused and they're like, oh, this is terrible. Why didn't they just stick to the game? It's like, maybe they did a little bit. You know? Yeah, maybe that was the problem. It doesn't translate yeah. well. Yeah. But now, now that you've said, like, now you've sort of mentioned it about the, the actors, like taking the actors and sort of finding this middle ground mm. almost, right? Like that, yeah. that is a much more interesting sort of way of tackling it. And I think that's, I think that's what's done it more than anything. I, I think you're right. Like Seth Green as Donkey Kong. It's like, you can't... Yeah, you wouldn't write that he, down, would you? And, and he yeah. does that Seth Green laugh. And it's like, but they totally and utterly like, <laughs> they're like, this is Donkey Kong and this is Seth Green's laugh and they're merging right. and you're just going to have to deal with it. And they basically, the film basically <laughs> does that. It's like, this is happening. And you're like, okay, fine. Like, it's not just like squeezed in there or like happened by accident. It's like, this right. is our version of Donkey Kong. And he has, and he's a side character, but he's got, he's well-written. He's got his own motivations. He's got his own problems. He's, he's, he's got his own character arc. And, and there's you know the struggle and resolution in the story and it it yeah like well written really well written Works. yeah yeah and it was one writer which was interesting i thought it'd be like a whole team of people but the screenplay has got one one credit on i can't remember the the chap's name but so that was interesting as well because the other problem i think with this is that with these big franchises it's death by committee and they, yeah. they end up with um they end up with a camel you know, yeah. the camel is a racehorse right. designed by a committee, and it's just one person's vision. And yeah, and yeah, someone I remember, um, I can't remember the, the movie, but there's it, it, a better example would be remember the Simpsons episode where Homer gets hired as a car designer. No, I don't remember that. And they just like they let him go ham because they think it's like oh yeah like we need the average man to come in and uh, build this car. So like they get Homer Simpson off the street, and he's like, yeah, I can design a car. It's this wacky complete mess of a vehicle and they're all like what the hell is this it's like yeah that's that's kind of the opposite effect sometimes when you just leave people to their own devices but mm. you know like there is a balance there um in terms of like death by committee but also like leaving it to single people as like well. homer simpson yeah maybe yeah. not your average joe to write a film <laughs> maybe get an experienced uh yeah <laughs> yeah I think, honestly like the main the main ticking point is like you can tell when someone's played the game and loved it yeah you know they're not just getting a contract to write a video game movie sort yeah. of thing yeah and that's and they're the ones that really shine through that's why like you you hear about the reason why like the last of us does so well for example like on the the hbo show is that yeah the, the writer of that like wrote um chernobyl as well and he approached i think he was the one that approached naughty dog and so sort of said like hey i want to make i want to make this sort of thing and so if the passion's there from the beginning, then you know it's going to like turn into something good. And I think like with Mario as well, it's kind of hard not to be passionate about that. But mm. just giving it the respect that it deserves as well, like over time, not just to the gamers, but like to people coming into this thing and mm. sort of understanding it. Because Mario is a household name, don't get me wrong. So it's, Yeah, I mean, it's broken box office records. It's got done crazy stupid uh, over the Easter weekend. So yeah, it's, everyone's gone to see it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't a full full theater by any by any means, but um, there was a fair few people in on a Sunday Sunday afternoon, which is can be quiet. Nice. So yeah, no, it was good. Um, so I've been doing that. Should we talk about what we're going to talk about in the in the in the episode? I suppose. Sure. Yeah, we can. We can get that out of the way. So this is like officially still the intro. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I bought a, a book. I talk about my book. Um, Finn's been to a convention. I did. Uh, Ubisoft are charging money for their video games. <gasps> And uh, Ganondorf from the the new trailer from Tears of the Kingdom is buff and hot, and people are losing their minds. And I've been playing a game linked to the book that I've been reading. 
what 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 is this podcast um yeah yeah okay what do you want to do first <laughs> what if you yeah tell me where you've come from tell me where you've come from yeah uh, i've actually i've just come from a uh, games convention here in norwich where i'm staying in the uk um went over to the norfolk um showroom i think it is show showground showground the norfolk showground yeah that sounds right so yeah, I went over to the Norfolk Showground. I uh, met up with our good friend Sam Webster, who we did the other, who we do the other uh, podcast with, the um, Roundtable podcast. Yeah, and it was it was it was good seeing that. Like he was showing off his game, Crisis Island, um, watching other people play it. You know, like mm. he was getting feedback from people, and so yeah, it was it was it was great just to go to a convention as well. I haven't been to one in a while, but it was a very very chill convention. Like if you are if you are in the area in East Anglia, then go to that one because oh. it, it seemed like really really cool um it was called the ol i don't actually know what it stands for the ol convention oh. um for video games but yeah lots of cool people um there like there was a load of um people doing sort of custom stuff as well and i actually got some stuff this when i saw this 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 was great so i came across this guy like he had a booth um no oh, crap i've just dropped the card but anyway how we yeah there okay. we go Oh, okay. I know, it's not very, it's not very professional, but I want I want to give a shout out to this guy in particular, this yeah. uh, MBP UK guy. Um, he makes and this this is dope. Um, he makes instruction manuals for Switch games. <gasps> oh, how cool! Oh my god, and oh they my are god. so cool, and they fit inside the um, Switch cases because they don't make these anymore. They right? don't make them. No, and he and he makes these, and they're they're perfect. Like they look bang on. Oh my. God, yeah. So I got I got one for Mario Odyssey because this this just looks so cool. Uh, it keeps blowing out. That looks great. Um, yeah, I got one for Animal Crossing as well. How much and are they? It's, How much are they? They're like nine pounds. You can go onto his Etsy page. Like he sends these to you. Wow. Like, and they've got and these like they're kind of guides as well, so you can tick off. Like, I need one uh, for Animal Crossing. I don't know how to do anything in Animal Crossing. I need yeah. one for Animal Crossing. So, and they tell you, like, how common it is and stuff like that. So, it's super cool like that. And I also got one for Breath of the Wild as well. Oh. Because, and this one, this one's great because it shares, like, where all the Korok seeds are and stuff. So, they're like, little guides. And they fit inside of the of the book. Like, awesome. Like, such a cool guy as well. Like, I got to talk to him for a few minutes. Um, he seems really passionate. He said, he like, he was stuck inside during the pandemic. Mm. And he uh, decided to... Um, put this little project together so i decided to support him i got a few of them um yeah cool cool little project that that's why i love conventions like these little things right mm. like that that's that's what it's all about so yeah it was, it was just really nice to see some people are really passionate about it and people making games as well there's a bunch of indie game developers there just like trying to get feedback and it was it was nice to sort of see them just accept it you know what i mean and just be sat there and uh, be receptive so yeah yeah see what people are actually thinking because they want to fix it right like i mean you know what it's like the whole this whole job is just trying to solve problems right so when someone comes up to you and like yeah tell me what the problem is like you know like yeah because seeing seeing it's half the problem yeah Yeah. understanding what it is for other people yeah yeah Yeah, it was very very cool like these things though these are great like go go and support this guy this uh once again it's mbp uk like he's got an etsy page um really nice guy so check him out wow that's pretty cool i like that that's yeah. like, sounds it like was, fun then yeah it was nice it was really nice to see sam as well um just seeing what he was up to um seems really excited about like the actual i mean we'll probably talk about this in, in the next round table anyway mm. but like the the whole fact that he was there um because he's done conventions before but not as video games like he's, sure. he's done a lot he's, he's done comics. a lot of comic books in the in the in the past but like that seems like a lot more high stress to him. I think like he, he there isn't as much pressure to because you're not trying to sell something. Almost, I mean you are when you're making a game. But he was mostly there to check if people are actually enjoying it, to check like the how like getting feedback off people and stuff. Right? It's it's a very different beast. He's not trying to just flog his wares for lack of a better term. Um, so it's kind of it your mindset going into those things were very very different so he seemed very relaxed and he was like this is great i'm, I'm really having a good time because it's just like he's not having to overthink stuff you know yeah it is what it is the game speaks for itself yeah whereas with comics it's like there's a lot more there's a lot more money involved there's a lot more losses unfortunately be just purely because of like how much conventions cost versus how much like prints actually cost like for certain things 
Yeah. Um, they can be quite expensive as well by themselves. So a laptop, trying to sell. Just taking a laptop and a controller along, a lot, lot less cost. Exactly, yeah. And they supply that as well, a lot of these conventions. Oh, so wow. you don't have to do that. You just have to show up, which is great. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, really, really, really fun little time. Glad that I went. Um, got to see some cool stuff. Met some nice people um, working on cool things. And I wouldn't have ever found these things. These are awesome. I'm so pumped about these. Can't wait to like get them into my little cases. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Uh, yeah. What a really cool thing. I never thought about that. But now you said it, it's like, why is that not? Ha- why is that not? Yeah, I, I saw it and I was like, man, they are so cool. Like it was just, yeah. It's, as soon as I saw it, I was like, that is genius. Because like, that's so such much, a great idea. Yeah, like with with um, with um, the Switch, Nintendo Switch. There's so much third-party stuff. There's so much people making money from Nintendo Switch mm-hmm. products. Why have I not thought about like bespoke? It's not even bespoke. It's just like <laughs> it's it's the brochure that you wanted in the game back when yeah. we were kids, and you it was a stand. It was standard. And it's exactly what you think it would be as well. It's just, it's not just like little checkoff sort of thing. Like it's actually telling you how to play the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's actually like this is how you jump. Like this is what they, this is what we used to have, kids. Mm. Like this, like bring these back. These are awesome. They are awesome. Yeah. And it, it, and I think it's an additive experience. I think it adds to the interactivity with the digital media, having a physical piece of media. Yeah. It it adds that. Um, it ingrains the experience I think and yeah. it's a multiplier that's a really good idea yeah I, I, really, I really like the guy but unfortunately like the, the sad side of it is that if Nintendo ever like get more into it then they'll be like stop they're, that they're probably, yeah they're probably going to close him down but well, isn't it just go well, isn't it just a, actually yeah think about it yeah I mean there's no Nintendo logos on anything but it's so well done hmm that if it did have a logo on it, you would not know the difference. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's that good. And, like, he, bless him, he tries. Like, at the very beginning of each of them, it's like, uh, this is copyright trademark of Nintendo. This material is unofficial. Blah, blah, blah. But it's not going to be... It's not going to make a shit of difference to Nintendo, unfortunately. No, they're, of course not. They're no. kind of ruthless about that. But before that does happen, go and support the guy. Yeah, before he gets shut down. Yeah. Su- super nice guy. Anyway. Okay. Digress. That's good. Uh, so what do you want to talk about next? Do you want to talk about Ubisoft, Buff Gandalf, or Ganondorf, or um? Well, let's avoid the Buff Ganondorf as long as I possibly can because this is going to make me nervous either way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can talk about Ubisoft and get out of the way. Yeah, Ubisoft. So your old haunt, your old stomping ground. Mm. They thought it'd be a good idea to start selling their games through a subscription service on Xbox. Yes, but it's not through Game Pass. No, it's a separate subscription. Separate subscription. So Ubisoft Plus, which is already yes. available and has been available th- th- through PC. For about a year now, I think. Maybe a little bit longer. Okay. Um, Might be like a year and a half, actually. It's been quite, been quite a bit, but yeah. And it's just like the Epic Game Store, basically. Yeah, it's, no, it's the exact same as uh, EA Play. EA so Play. So if you subscribe to EA Play, then you get... They basically have a vault of all of their games. Not all of the games, but like... A really high profile ones a good chunk of them there's probably like 75 percent of their whole library in these vaults um you pay this subscription you get automatic access to everything in the vault um with place with um ubisoft plus you do get new games coming in as well from that that's the only difference between ea play mm. ea play is cheaper it's i think it's only like 9.99 a month or something um but you don't get any brand new games come out. Like you do get discounts on the new games that come out, but they're not there day and date. They're not. They're not going to be on the service from day one. Hmm. Ubisoft Plus is a little bit better in that respect, but it is a little bit more expensive. I think it's fourteen ninety nine um, UK, so it's probably going to be about like twenty 19, twenty dollars. Nineteen dollars, I think. Yeah. Yeah, which that sounds like a lot to people, but but as we were sort of talking in the pre-show, like if you if you're if you're waiting for Mirage to come out, right, like the new Assassin's Creed game, new Assassin's Creed comes out. Uh, that's going to cost you what, like sixty, seventy dollars, right? Or you can pay twenty dollars to get access to that game as well as all the other games. Yeah. So that's how they're going to hook people in, which is kind of genius. Like Xbox Game Pass does the exact same thing. When yeah. a new game comes out, everyone subscribes to it to get access to that game, but then they stay because of the library that's in there. Yeah. So they're trying to sort of replicate that model. So I don't really blame them, but now that it's coming to Xbox, it's it's just another step forward. So much easier if you've got the console yeah. already and you don't have a gaming PC. There's so exactly. much more people that that's, that's opened up to. So yeah, we were talking about day one, 
subscribe, get Mirage, play Mirage, and then I was probably going to play um, Far Cry 6, is it? Yeah. Because, again, that's not that, that old, and it's um, you know premium AAA game. So Yeah, yeah. And that's how they get you, right? Because like, we were talking about this. Like, you, you finish Mirage in a couple of weeks. Sweet. That's how long like, a new Assassin's Creed game normally takes. You finish that, and you're like, okay, sweet. I've still got like two weeks left on this subscription. I'm going to start Far Cry 6. And you only get halfway through that yeah. when the month is over. I'm like, well, you know, it's still not that much. I'm just going to give them another it's ticking over. Bucks. Yeah, it's ticked over. I haven't really noticed it. I'm still playing it. I'm still enjoying it. Yeah. yeah. And then like two weeks into that... <laughs> you finished Far Cry so it's like ah what else can I play on this yeah it's like oh you know I'll, I'll try this other Assassin's Creed game and then like two and that it's just that's how they get you like the cycle continues which is great because like the value for money proposition is just uh kind of incredible like I'm I, like I know I'm in a minority when I say this but I am really excited about this sort of way that we're going with subscriptions mm. um I prefer it because I probably spend being kind of blunt about it between 500 and a thousand dollars a year i would say on video games like just i buy a lot um whether it's indie games or things that i'm buying full price when they first come out which sounds like a lot but like if a new game is 70 dollars like that sounds only actually like five or six games before you already hit the 500 like you're already like you're heading towards that pretty damn fast yeah that's before special editions or anything like that right so like it's really not that much um, when you think about it but if you have subscriptions which are ten dollars a month like xbox game pass and um, ubisoft plus and ea play and then playstation plus has got one now so if you subscribe to all four of those you pretty much get access to the majority of the industry at that point yeah right for much less than 500 a year yeah much less so like you're you're actually saving a bunch saving of money, money if, you're, if you're a hardcore gamer and playing like, more you, games yeah, a hardcore gamer. If, you, if you're if you're an avid gamer and you play a lot of video games, then it's it's actually a really good deal. That's why Game Pass is so popular right now. That's why people are loving it is because it's such a good value proposition. Yeah. And this just adds to the pile of that. And yeah. having access to it on console, I think it's great. Like there are like I've been reading through the comments of these articles and people are scoffing at this, like oh, like who wants to who wants to pay like fifteen. 15 pounds a month or yeah. something for this and initially but, you think yeah who would do that but then when you think about i want to play at least two of those games you're already yeah. saving money because yes. that's like that's like 140 pounds or something yeah because like the the fact of the matter is like if you're if you're buying mirage right like yeah you buy it and it's yours you've got it forever right you don't need a subscription after that mm. the difference is like when you subscribe to ubisoft plus you play mirage you end the subscription you don't have access to that game anymore it's yeah. it's, it's within the system yeah that's all going well but how many times are you actually going to play that game right yeah so if, if you if you're honest with yourself and it's like you know what i'm only ever going to play that game once mm. i'm going to play through it enjoy it maybe not enjoy it but maybe i'll enjoy it i'll play it once and then then i'm i'm i'm, I'm good after that so what's the difference between having a subscription? Like, because all you're doing then, if you're paying fifteen pounds versus sixty, then you're getting like six months worth of content on top of like the the new game that just came out. Hmm. So that, I think that's that's where the power comes in with Ubisoft Plus over EA players. That new games, the are new games to the are day and a day. premium, and people want them, and they're going to yeah. have the most traffic. So yeah, and that's why that's why people are so disappointed. Well, not disappointed. That's why that's there are there is like a subsection of people and i'm one of them people that are disappointed with playstation plus like mm. their their offerings because Slack there's no day and date games mm. it's just it's just the older vault games which you're paying a premium price for it's kind of like okay but what's the incentive for me actually coming into this mm. like other than like having this library of old games which is great like that's fine if you haven't played them before but not having the day and date stuff is is really going to hurt the market i think not hurt the market but it's going to hurt their you know attempt to sort of battle against things like game plus game pass i think ubisoft plus is going to have that advantage over ea mm. play and it makes, i think people are sort of sleeping yeah. on it a little bit because of that and it, again if you're in a if you're in a market for a new console at the moment this news mm. is going to make xbox seem more uh appealing like like it's got more going for it as well that's a great point actually because i might be i don't know if um ubisoft plus is actually on already on playstation oh plus. that's a good point don't know about that I th I'm gonna double check that. Everything I'm... I've seen here is saying that it's gonna be on Xbox. So, yeah, I'm not sure. I've not about I've not heard about PlayStation. I'm sure I would have heard 
on this article if it was on PlayStation. So I don't think it is. But it's an interesting point where you say about subscription and games. Because what I used to do, I used to buy a game full price on, you know, near launch, mm. play it, and then I'd trade it in and get a lot of my money back and then buy a new game. Mostly. Like, that's what I would mostly do. Yeah. Um, but now that I've got subscription service, like, I played the Jedi Fallen Order and then that was on subscription and I don't have the box and I didn't play it, but I've kept the subscription going and now I'm playing yeah. it again because I'm waiting for Jedi um, Survivor uh, to come out. And I don't, I'm pretty sure that's not going on Xbox Game Pass. Um, I think it's probably going to be a premium game, but it, it, it at least gives me, the subscription service at least gives me the opportunity to replay the old game and I don't see much money extra leaving my account and I get that Oh yeah, this is where I'm, you know, getting back into the swing of the the Star Wars stuff, so that when the the new game comes out, game comes out, I can, you know, I can go at it, and I've and I don't, I won't feel like a, a noob, as it were, and, and <laughs> yeah, mainly for story, mainly for the story, because it's about the Zepho and like the history of the Jedi and stuff like that, and so I'm getting back you've, into you've the actually lore. you've actually tapped into what makes these services like so successful in a weird way, and it's they're basically making money on our. Um, incapability of being patient yeah you know, like that's that's it because everything in the like the ea play sort of subscription model like i was just saying like you don't get day and date stuff but if you wait six months jedi uh, fallen or survivor will be in um will be on uh ea play mm. which also comes with xbox uh game pass like it's actually a part of game pass now which i think mm. ubisoft plus is probably going to head that way as well if not to playstation um so, like, if if you just waited six months, you probably you'd probably still get it for a lower price of like ten dollars or something. But mm. it's just like these these services. That's that's what that's how they make their money. You know, like they want people to be impatient. They want it to like, hey, do you want this game now? Like, why don't you come over? You know, sort of thing. And that's that's yeah. the that's the beauty of them. But yeah, it's tough. Like, it's, it's really tough. But I did check. I don't think it doesn't look like um, Ubisoft Plus is on um, PlayStation platform at this point in time. But yeah, I'm sure that's going to change pretty damn soon. Um, it'd be very, very silly if they don't. If it isn't already, I might have just missed it. Let us know in the comments um, and uh, click yeah. subscribe if How we're right we? or wrong. Yeah, if we're right, <laughs> yeah. click subscribe. If we're wrong, click subscribe. Um, yeah, just just hit subscribe anyway. You know. Yeah, regardless. You don't have to. You don't have to assess if we're right or wrong. Just just hit the button. Don't be selfish. Come on. <laughs> Um, right, should we should I talk about the book I've been reading and the game I've been playing? Oh, sure, I guess. Okay. So it's a bit of a biff, biffle section now. Um, oh, of course. I've been reading this book. Uh, there. Can't read it because it's backwards for me. The Game Business the Handbook. The Game Dev Business Handbook. Okay. Game Dev Business Handbook. So it's like published by Biffle Games, I think. And... Um, it's basically like how to build the business you'll build games with. So it's basically like the business side of video games studios, like setting up a studio when you'll need people, when you'll need contractors, when you mm. need full-time work, who to partner with, the business side of things, um, budgeting, all that interesting. Well, I say interesting. We're talking on the pre-show. It's, it's, it's relevant if you're in the industry and it's interesting if you're in the industry. Anyone else that's into video games, you probably will find this a bit dry. But for people that are in the industry, sure. it's really enlightening. And it's more like a... I had a theory that this is how things are, of things that I'm not familiar with. And this book is kind of like giving me confidence that, that these things are how I think they are, like budgeting yeah. and contracts and stuff like that. Um, because it... The, the the people have gone away and spoke to a load of different game developers and they're getting like a consensus of how things are. So it's a good sort of cross the board insight um, from the industry. But again, it's, you know, it's a few years old. So it's as the game industry was a few years ago. I think it was 2019 or 2020. Um, mm. But yeah, I'm really it's enjoying it. not too it. old done. Yeah. No, no, no. Still quite, still quite relevant. And it was something like, I'm a somewhat of a fan of, Bithel games. I watch the podcast and I like, I like the games. I've not played all the games, um, but yeah, I, I, I like I like it how casual that was. Um, Chris is a fanboy for Bithel games, which is fine. It's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Well, we've but... we've spoken that it's a good example of how to um, 
get into the industry and a good example of the sort of games to hit when you're trying to grow a business. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, I mean, if I was going to listen to anyone on advice on how to build an indie studio, it would be Bethel Games. Like he, like just by himself, I don't even know if it is by himself, but going from Thomas Was Alone to the point that is at right now, yeah. like, man, you must have some street smarts about the industry to get to that point. You know, well, like you can't scoff at that. It's the people he's brought along with him, I think, and the conversations. I know, but he's he's had the, he's had the foresight to bring on those people and sort of listen to yeah. them in the right ways and... You know, yeah. like the fact that he's gone from making this little game about squares to working on Disney games. To working on Disney like, games. Going to Disneyland. That's not, going on that's the not Disney bad rides. going, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And working with, yeah, John John Wick. He had John Wick, Hex. Yeah, yeah. He's got Tron. I've heard Tron that was Identity. a really interesting game. Yeah, I still need to get around to playing that. But I, what I have been playing is, um, which leads me on to the game I've been playing, Tron, Tron Identity. So that released mm. only a few days ago. So that's that's hot off the press. Um, and it's back to his sort of subsurface circular type um, narrative game. So it's like a detective, it's like a detective game, but it's set in the Tron universe, and it's set in one building. So it's really cool. So it's like a situational film noir detective kind of interactive narrative, and that you can tell that the decisions you make really do matter throughout the game as well. Um, and the art is really cool, really well stylized, really in keeping with Disney's um, IP. And there's some cool yeah. nods to both of the films. Um, and the puzzles are engaging. A little bit tricky for me. Um, so I feel a bit stu- stupid sometimes. Um, but <laughs> but I feel cool when I'm being the detective. So, yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, re- I recommend that if you if you want, like, a little weekend game and you feel like being a, a detective in the Tron universe. Um so yeah it sounds, yeah it sounds interesting I haven't, I haven't seen anything on the game i knew that they were working on it because i remember when it got announced because they were like really hyped about it mm. um i think i think mike biffle like i think we follow each other on twitter actually yeah that's right and i remember seeing his post about it yeah and he seemed really really excited about it so like i'm 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 curious to see where that passion went you know yeah I, the story yeah the writing is you can tell there's a lot of love in that in the writing yeah it, every yeah. word has been poured over um yeah that's good awesome so, so that's what i've been doing so i've been having yeah, a I've been... bithylectomy i need a sort of bithathon <laughs> bithylectomy. i don't know what the right no there's nothing wrong with that yeah i was good like i was joking about it before but i think like if anyone's to be admired um it's bithylectomy in the uk at least yeah no without doubt and that's well, what i was getting to like having having that shining light for um uk developers as well is just hmm. like it's it's so great to see like it's a good one success of us, story like, right yeah it's great hmm. and, and like i i feel the same way about the you know the guys that work on um death store and stuff like that as well like those two guys like they're hmm. from the uk so it's like you have a sense of pride about that and like yeah like this the, this is like the, the perfect example of how to build companies which is like keep them focused and keep them small and really build at your Agile. own pace, you know, like, the, yeah. yeah. And lean into which diff- is Which diff- is great. Difference, because both Death Door and Death Door and a lot of Biffle games, they're, they're leaning into what makes them unique, aren't they, and different. Right. Um, yeah. I guess Death Store is similar to a lot of other games, but it, it's it got, I don't know, the whole package is quite unique, isn't it? With Death yeah, Store. I mean, a very, very different um, sort of, marketing systems behind them so like bithel games like they they know how to like get that branded deal sort of thing like they're they're working on john wick's hex they're working on you know um the tron Tron. game right like they they've got they've got this ability to be able to adapt to different ips as a small studio which is super impressive to be able to do that actually like it's like it's something that takes a long time for aaa developers to really get their heads around and they have to have whole departments that are sort of used to working within brands like that. Um, but and nail having it. Like, like a small team. To, yeah. yeah, and to and to nail it, it's tricky, really hard. Yeah, it's really, really hard. So like they, they, they've gotten really good at that and, and like I don't know if that's gonna be like their long term goal or whatever. Maybe like Mike is sort of building up to something that's way bigger and it's just like this is gonna be our original IP every five years or something between these games. I don't know if they're just doing this to sort of generate income or whatever like that, but either way they're they're, they're killing it and doing a great job to like they might not be like game of the year winners or anything like that, but they're enough to sustain the company and help it grow. 
which yeah. is the most important thing because that's going to lead to the success stories. It's going to lead to the bigger games. Whereas like the the guys at Death's Door, like they are just like, the people guys at Death's Door, uh, Acid. Um, God, I can't remember the name Acid. of the company. That's oh. awful. I Acid. I can't remember. It's uh, not Acid Death Rain, Door. is it? Acid House. No. Acid attack. I don't know. Those are all the acid words I know. Acid nerve. Jesus. Why can I figure that out? Right. So the the folks at Acid Nerve, like they're they're very different because they're um they're hyper focused on their original games, but they do it in such an economic way that it, it there's no you know, like there's no dependency upon anyone else. Like they they are sort of self dependent in that respect. Like they're they're making really sort of over scoped games for lack of a better term like they, they shouldn't be able to make games that look like death store with just like a couple of people like full-time with that with many features and coming that, in out. yeah that's true and that much art assets as well that's a bit silly yeah, yeah really devs, really impressive years. like it, yeah. it, and it's kind of it's it's ridiculous and ludicrous and bombastic and you know like they really shouldn't have had a success with death store considering all of that but they did um because they Devolver. they figured out a way yeah. yeah, they figured out. I mean, they, before they were with Devolver, right? Like the the game wasn't even picked up by Devolver until later on. Like they oh. they bought the game after it was released, um, so they didn't even help make it. I don't think um, it was it was very much like an independent sort of venture for them. Hmm. So, like they they figured they figured out a way where it's not like let's build the next AAA game studio, right? They figured out a way like how can we be successful in this space hmm. um, with just the two of us, and they've they've figured that out and that's that's great I'm, I'm super excited to see what they could do next with just two people because like i'm not yeah. expecting bigger things like if it was like death store 2 i would be happy with that because <laughs> like, i the, really would yeah because even the music was one of them wasn't it so good it's just so like good. that's too many skills between two people that's just ridiculous and just yeah. a bit of art I mean, I, outsourced yeah i think uh i think the music is outsourced as well oh, they've it? been working with the same guy for for years oh okay that's the thing so, and it's just like some guy that they started off when, when they back when they were making little pixel art jam games yeah and they've sort of built into this thing you know and that's it's great well, like it's, it's really good to see yeah that's that's this book goes into detail about you know working with the right people like try out some contractors and you'll see which one which fits really well there is a inherent risk in that they go off and get a full-time job going somewhere else but yeah um working with the right people is is the best recipe to make good games yeah without a doubt yeah, I mean, I I just kind of feel like, um, we've spoken about this before, but things with uh, Hillfolk games and stuff, like I'm working on Long Gone at the moment, like the ultimate dream is to sort of follow that and be like, okay, cool. Like if, if, if I've got enough to like have two or three developers, like, uh, like to have a company within two or three developers, including myself, like that would be the perfect size to make games with, in my opinion, because yeah. it just like all of the games, which I love, I can't like in the indie space like recently I sort of gone down that path where it's like really small teams achieving really cool stuff yeah and they're not necessarily going let's make all the best graphics in the world let's make the best features it's just like no let's just make fun games that people yeah. enjoy stylized they might cheap. not yeah yeah they might not reinvent the wheel they might not like bring something to the table which is like stupidly unique but they're just fun and there might be a know? love letter to a genre or a game that already exists exactly. but yeah but you know, it, it, you're always standing on the shoulders of giants in some capacity, regardless of whether or not you're... Without a doubt. It yeah. looks like you're going down, a, a you know, another route. So... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because, like, in the back of my head, I've, and everyone's got a game genre that they want to try one day. Everyone, Every developer is out there. I've got a few. Yeah, I really want to make a Metroidvania one day. Like, yeah. that's always been inside of me, and I do want to do that one day. Um, that's that's definitely on the list. And I've got, a, I've got an idea for a game which could be a Metroidvania one day. But I'm not there yet, and it's just every and every developer's like that. They've got this one game. They're like, you know what? I could I could make a, a smaller indie game sort of experience like that. So I know it's cool. I, I really like the the sort of because there, there was like the indie apocalypse where like everything exploded with indie. Like it was doing really really well, and then suddenly just died off because it got over saturated for the most part. Mm. But I think the the smaller teams that are sort of like rising above that and doing great work. Like they're they're the ones that really interest me right now. That's that's why it's super impressive to see um, Bethel Games doing well. It's super impressive to see Acid Nerve doing well. Like people like that, you know, like House House with Untitled Goose Game. You know, like yeah. these guys are just coming out of nowhere. They were just out of the gate. Doesn't necessarily be guys. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just nice to see like these teams like bubble up and just be like you know what, like we can do something fun here, and it's just it's great. I love it. Mm. 
yeah video game century is awesome it is awesome it's a very cool place to to work i'm, I'm indeed very indeed. i'm having a great time working in it soak it up buddy yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so what's next <gasps> buff oh, ganondorf there we go so <laughs> legends of zelda all right t- 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 tell kingdom. me the story behind this like what, what what's this about so there's a new trailer for tears of the kingdom uh mm. zelda legend of zelda game coming out on the switch which is coming out soon May something. Um, May 12th, I think. Um, and you see Buff Ganondorf. So Ganondorf, I remember back in the day... Is that, is that official name or is that just what you I think that's them? what the internet's calling him, Buff Ganondorf. Okay. Um, <laughs> I remember... So, actually, the same thing happened with Resident Evil 7, I think it was, when like the, the tall vampire lady. Yes. The internet. What was her nickname? Uh, oh... She had a nickname. I can't remember. I can't remember. Before they knew her real name. Before they knew her real name. I can't remember what it was. It was just like Tall Vampire Lady. Thick thick Vampire. Yeah, Thick thick Vampire Lady. I can't remember what it was. But yeah, similar thing, I guess. Yeah, so this is Buff Ganondorf. And yeah, the the memes are going off the charts. It's it's making some people feel some things they didn't know they could feel for a cartoon uh, uh, villain. Um, (laughs) And he's supposed to be, you know, hated. But just his stature and his... um, what we've seen of him in the trailer has it's caused physique. some some sensations uh, heart, in some hearts, games. To, hearts to pump. Yeah. And so there's tweets like, can we just not fight? Can we just go around the back of the castle and make out for a while instead? <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, and comments in that sort of vein, um, well, which is well, quite funny. Makes him happy. Yeah. yeah. So the internet is really liking Buff Ganondorf, basically. He's looking... Oh. To, do you know what he reminds me of this new design it reminds me of like a tekken character like really really buff fighting guy like mm. old but buff and powerful as heck that sounds like it looks like he could be on the roster for a tekken like seven or eight or... He's, uh, i mean if, if you, it sounds like a perfect man for you man that's all i can say um, <laughs> i'll be if, if you want if you want to run your fingers through his beard or his chest hair while, while you're thinking about all of that then go for it but well yeah. I, I, bought, I bought um <laughs> I've never played. I've never played um, the most. I've never played uh, Legend of Zelda or uh, Queen of Time. Um, Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. So I've got that downloaded, and I've been playing that in preparation for Tears of the Kingdom coming out. Because at this stage now, especially with all the the new trailers, it's just got to that point where it's just I can't ignore it. I had to go out and do it because people must yeah, have yeah. something. Yeah, Every, yeah. Everyone should play Breath of the Wild. Absolutely. Yeah. Like it's, and, it's, it's a great game. It's just yeah. like, kind of I, I will stand by my gripe of like the core loop is broken because of the. The, the broken weapons well i'm i'm just running around enemies at this stage i'm not i'm not bothering to engage with them i'm just like getting from exactly. one mission to the next and, and if there's I no, there's enemies, no reason just, to fight them i'm just going around at this stage but but i'm i know that i'm gathering skills i'm going to the different temples so i know that i'm not like I, i'm not i know that when i get the glider and and i can leave the area that's the end of the tutorial stage and then i might bother about fighting but until then, I can just ignore them. Yeah. It's just like all the enemies just drop like goblin horns. It's like, cool, what'd you do with this? Nothing. Okay, sweet. So why are they dropping them? Why do I need to fight? Ah. And then as soon as you realize that, it's, it just breaks the whole like fighting system. Like, okay, cool. So I don't have up. to fight anything. You don't level yep. up. There's no leveling up. There's no. They don't drop of anything of significance and you can avoid like all of the enemies in the open world and it doesn't make that much of a difference. Because I'm, I'm wandering around and I'm just finding weapons just laying around. That's the problem. And like the with the weapon, weapon breaks as well, you'll get into this weird habit. Try and break out of it consciously, otherwise it sort of ruins the game. Okay. Um, and it's something that is built into the game as well. Like this idea of like, okay, I found a cool weapon. I'm going to keep this on my back and I'm not going to use it because I might really need it later. Then you'll carry on playing. You'll be using the crappy like axe that you keep finding over and over again. And you'll go through the whole game with this great weapon on your back, and you're never going to use it. Never use and then you'll get, to, and then you get to the last bit, and then you'll just end up using like one sword. So you've wasted all of these weapons that are on your back, and you've just been using crappy ones. So use so the just good sword. Get out of that habit. Yeah. When you get a sword, just be like, all right, I'm just going to use this, and just use it. Don't put it on your back because I fell into that trap. I, every single person I've spoken to that's played this game hmm. does the exact same thing as well. They put the great swords on their back and like, okay, I'm not going to, I'm not going to use that because I might need it later. Yeah. That's and like then the, you find a crappy one to use instead, and it's just yeah. it's such a stupid design. I don't understand why they made weapon breaks. It just ruins the game for me sometimes. It's like I just don't understand it. That is the same with um, like posh bottles of champagne or posh bottles of wine. If you get gifted whiskey, 
or whiskey, whiskey. Is the yeah same thing. open it and drink people, it people are yeah man yeah. like people that have whiskey on their shelf oh yeah it was a really expensive bottle of whiskey so i'm never gonna i'm never gonna drink it they die and inherit to their kids and then they keep and like oh it's a really expensive bottle of whiskey i'm never gonna drink it. it's like just drink the whiskey yeah just, just, just drink it yeah 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 drink it it's there yeah. to be enjoyed. The people that made it wanted you to enjoy a drink that didn't want you to. This is this is why any alcoholic drink that doesn't have an expiration on it, like that can't go out of date and only gets better, like wine and stuff like that, they're the worst things in the world to buy. Like buy something with an expiration date on it because you have to drink it, right? Mm. Same thing with, with swords in Zelda, I guess. Like just, just use the damn sword. They should have time. Like you pick up the sword, like you've got 30 minutes to use this. Sweet start using it that's, that's what it should be that's just interesting that's interesting like this this sword will evaporate in 30 minutes go a timer all right sweet i'm gonna i'm just gonna use the hell out of this thing right like yeah. that's 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 what it should be like but instead they're like you don't have to use this right now they give Why you the choice right keep it safe it's for the cho- yeah it's the choice and like having an inventory as well like if you if you only add space like one weapon in your hand at a time mm. that would probably fix it yeah. Because then you, you don't only have one sword. It's like, sweet, one. found a better weapon. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use this. Hack, 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 it breaks. Crap, I need to find a new weapon. Okay, cool. Like the crappy sword, whatever. Right, I'll use Until you one. find a good one again. Yeah. Yeah, but because the inventory system is so vast, you're just like, you've just got like nine swords on your back and you're like, yeah, I'll use one of them one day maybe. But for now, they stick mm. because, you know, it's very, very silly. Yeah, and especially if there's no leveling, the, the, the enemies don't level then either. No, no, none of them do. There's no, it's an adventure game. It's not actually an RPG, so there's no level system. Ah. That's that's what makes a Zelda game not an RPG is because there's no level. It's true. Just, that's true. That's true. You can you can literally run to the end of the game. Like but it you, feels you do like level an RPG. up. You level up. It, it it is an RPG and everything, but the leveling system. You do yeah. level up your health. So oh yeah, it is. Te- yeah, I mean, it's. I would argue it's more an RPG than it is an action. It's technically an action RPG if you if you want to be pedantic about it. Yeah. But diehard Zelda fans will say no, it's an action adventure game. Okay, um, I, I I can I can see both points, and I yeah. care very little. <laughs> I'm enjoying the game, though. I'm enjoying that. It. Is the correct answer, sir? Well yeah, played. yeah. Yep. Um, life's too short. Who cares? <laughs> it's a video game. It's, Sorry, this, the the breaking weapons thing it just grinds me because but like it's so close to being a I've, perfect game. I've not broken a weapon yet, so I've done. I've not had that. I have been evaporated by a laser, and I was like. This is this is interesting. Like you've got lasers that kill you instantly within like the first ten minutes of the game. Okay, fine. And I've died like five times. I jumped off the cliff. Um, yeah, straight away. Doing that. <laughs> first thing. It's it's a great game. It is a great game. Yeah, it's I will just, keep playing. The weapon the weapon breaks. Oh, just just try and consciously break out of that. But I'm, don't hoard your weapons. Just use them. But and you'll be fine. Yeah. But out of like Tron Identity, because I'm playing three games now, so I'm playing Tron Identity, Breath of the Wild, and uh jedi fallen order and i'm leaning towards jedi fallen order playing it on game plus um on easy mm. mode and i just i'm like a don because i want to get the story i'm just like <laughs> mowing these people down and they're all yeah, like yeah. cowering and i'm just like really powerful it feels great like i jedi don't know why Master. i played it on yeah. hard before like i just felt like an idiot like i just get yeah. vaporized instantly and now such a great game though. i feel like Gosh. an actual jedi it's more of a world building sort of more of the i feel like the jedi would actually be in in if it was a film or something so yeah it was my game of the year that year i think um such a great metroidvania as well like it was nice to see a star wars game in metroidvania form yeah like that whole like okay here's the world drop you in explore yeah and then you unlock like little bits as you get new abilities like that is so cool like it's perfect for yeah. like being a jedi it's perfect and it's i'm really excited story about really well as, as well it's gonna be difficult yeah. to figure out how they shoehorn that in because he was connecting back with the force he'd shut himself off to protect himself partly and because of his you know his um mentor and stuff so it's painful so it fit really really well with the lore of the star wars universe and with the actual story and the mechanics yeah. of a video game uh, and so then now the next one after he's unlocked all of these abilities is it going to be like a breath of the wild they're gonna, like, yeah they're oh, going to do the tropey f- thing I fell off a cliff and uh, all oh, my I've forgotten stuff, everything I've for- <laughs> uh, off a- and I've forgotten it all I've got to remember it all again what was uh, force run yeah. on the wall again how do I do that I like it when they just you know ignore that and just be like okay you just start the sequel and you just don't have anything and you're like okay and no one mentions it it's like you just okay, don't fine. mention it like, you're just yeah, like the fine. worst Jedi ever yeah <laughs> it is gonna be like you can't even run on walls like there's gonna be like what they'll probably do like is the the tropey thing where 
you start out the first like the opening section is going to be like all everything. your old powers yeah. from from the last game something's going to happen you're going to get locked up in jail like they whip you a couple of times i don't know what they do um and think well about, uh, that doesn't sound like again. any jail i'm, I'm thinking, thinking about ganondorf still that's all <laughs> um no so they they do all that and then like you break out of the prison it's like oh i'm so weak i've got to start all over again and like it's probably going to be something like that because that's what they always do yeah. it's very silly but it, it, the age-old trope that still works because sequels um need to happen and you need to build up new abilities i guess yeah it's a, it's interesting um it's interesting character it's an interesting story challenge like it's tricky yeah, so I it's a lot of respect for like star wars sequels like yeah it's tricky yeah, I mean, the only game that I've been playing, um, I just bought, and I've been, I'm past halfway now, I'm on like chapter 8 of 11, uh, I've been playing Dead Space, the remake. Ah, oh, I picked that up and I was playing that as well. They finally had a sale, and I was like, finally, I can I can grab it now, because that that's what I was waiting for, I was waiting for it to come down below And is this 60. your, your I, first time of playing it? No, I platinum the original. Oh. Um, and absolutely mem- loved it. As good as you remember it? It's better. Because is this the remaster or the original? The remake. Ah. Like they completely remade it. So like the, the the original came out on the Xbox 360, I think it was, and the PlayStation 3. Uh, they did re-release it on Xbox Game Pass. It was on there, and that's got like the 4K upgrades and yeah. like the, the frame rate update and stuff. Yeah. But that just comes with um, Xbox anyway. Like it's not actually like a remaster. Like it's it, it's just like a part of their feature set, which is I still love Xbox for that. The fact that it just works like to like play a game without any patches it's just now it's 60 fps because we said so yeah it's like what why is never game gone this and and it's awesome i love it when they do that so there's that and then there's the remake which came out last year yeah um which was done by ea motive uh, the folks over in the montreal studio actually fun fact probably like most of the people who worked on that game worked on watchdogs legion so i know a bunch of people that worked on this game yeah really 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 interesting but yeah god forbid you know like anyone from ubisoft did anything good um but yeah like it's, it's oh, i was gonna play it game. now i'm not gonna bother no. i know like i don't blame you man like it's filled with microtransactions i'm joking there's not um so <laughs> towers, but, yeah towers everywhere on this spaceship oh, it's uh, just ridiculous you know what i mean just absolutely ridiculous <laughs> just so many towers um <laughs> And, and just the leap of faith was really unnecessary, especially in the metal suit, you know what I mean? And in space, you don't go anywhere. <laughs> exactly. You just jump off and he's just there, floating around. That's it. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, Joke Site, no, it's, it's a great remake. It's really, really good. Because they didn't just remake it. it. It isn't like a straight one-to-one remake. They've actually expanded some of the story in places. Hmm. So in the original, Isaac, um, the main character, him, he didn't speak at all he was a silent protagonist and everyone just spoke at him and then he finally takes his helmet off at the end and you sort of see his face he's like I talk like this I did it I can't (laughs) believe I finished it it's just like a really squeaky cockney voice just to annoy all the audience like that that would have been (laughs) would have been hilarious oh that was tough (laughs) right just like a really obnoxious like Brooklyn accent or something it would have been great Um, but no he was Sound protagonist, you didn't see his face, but in this one, like within seconds of starting the game, his helmet's off, you see his face, he's talking, he's got like a lot more backstory. Uh, side quests in this game now, mm. which is kind of cool, like the fact that it isn't just like you're just trying to get off the ship, like there's other stuff going around and you're learning more about like the characters and you're learning about your own backstory. Um, the, the chick that you're trying to find, uh, Nicole, like the your partner in the game, um, you're trying to find her, and so you learn more about her backstory and all mm. the sub characters that y- y- you know and love. It does get a little bit confusing at times, like where there's a lot going on, and there's a lot of sub stories that are like, okay, like I need to just ignore all this for the time being. It's like, okay, what's going on in the main story again? I can't quite remember. Mm. Uh, you know, and so there's a little bit of that, but that's that might just be a personal thing. But I, I really like what how they've expanded it and how they've like really thought about like how can we like flesh these characters out even more. Um, but yeah, I mean, game looks stunning. It's one of those games where you're playing as a remake, and you think, yeah, this is looks pretty much the same. This is how it used to look, right? And then you go and look at footage of the original Dead Space, and like, holy crap, they did a lot. Like, mm. it does not look the same at all. Um, like the original looks like absolute garbage next to it, even though like nostalgia is a, a beautiful place. You know what I mean? It's one of those types of games where you don't really, you don't really recognize how they updated it and how good of a job you did until you actually compare it to the original. Yeah, um, it's it's one of those. But yeah, fantastic remake so far. I'm really really enjoying it. 
Yeah, I, I'm enjoying the uh, the 4K version, like the the 60 FPS 4K textures yeah, just one. A, yeah, yeah, because I never played it back in the day, so I can I don't have that memory of it being perfect. And yeah, it's a bit clunky, as you'd expect. But sure, it, the game came out in 2008. Yeah, like it is an it is an old game. But it's impressive. <laughs> it's, a, it's an old boy. The, mecha- yeah. the amount of mechanics in the game within the in the first hour, I was just impressed with. Just like how rich mechanically, like all the different like where you go through the space bit and there's a bit where you walk slowly and there's a bit where you jump across the bit um zero gravity zero stuff, gravity right? and and the, super interesting the enemies in in that as well i was like wow you've got lots of stuff going on all at the same time um and like the slowing down of things as well i was like like technically it's impressive achievement back in the day what you could do yeah i remember like the thing that struck me the most and i still remember it because it like it stuck with me so so well was the whole like okay here's a zombie game because that's technically what it is yeah here's a zombie game where you don't shoot anything in the head and if you do you you actually get punished for it Mm. um and it's like wait what so you've got to like the game the fact that the game had to like reformat your brain it's like okay don't shoot the head shoot the limbs Mm. you know like that really messes with you at first in a great way because it it sort of like adds this tension because like something comes around the corner and the first thing that you do is pull up the gun and aim at the head yeah and it's like, nope, that's wrong. And then, like, panic starts to set in. You're like, oh, crap, I've got to shoot. And it's, like, swinging at you, and you're trying to shoot these arms off. And it's just, like, everything is just... Because yeah. the, the most sort of still thing on its head, on its body is its head. Yeah. And all so that's what you want to shoot. Around. Yeah. Yeah, but you're like, oh, wait, stop moving. Sort of thing. And it's just, like, this panic sets in when it gets closer and closer. And that is still absolutely the case in the remake as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the remake is really, really good. It's I can't recommend it enough, but... Yeah, I, I still I still stand by what I originally said, which is like it being full price. I don't agree with that. Still, um, I don't think it should have been a full price game. It should have been knocked down to like uh, forty dollars or something, just to just to like throw people a bone that have played it. Um, the design is already solved on a lot of this game. Like, huh. there's really no need for it to be full price still. So, yeah, but fantastic remake. Like, they sh- should be applauded. It's it's a really really great game. Yeah. Um. That was it, wasn't it? I think we're are we out of stuff to talk about? Yeah, yeah, we, we've done okay. it. Okay, cool. I'm uh, 57 minutes in. Ooh, ooh, how perfect is that? That's oh pretty good. God. Yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty good. good. Even our regular viewers, all two of you, are going to be like, Jesus, like they're on time again. This is this is getting weird. <laughs> it's the UK time. It's doing wonders for you, Vin. I think so. Maybe when you go back, we'll start ranting again for an hour and yeah. an hour and a half. Maybe it's because I don't work at Ubisoft anymore. Less rants. <laughs> you still managed to get a couple in. <laughs> you still I got know. a couple of digs in. Little digs. No, I mean, it's nothing against Ubisoft. Like the, it's about the, the fans. Majority, yeah, the majority of the problem which I have is with gamers, honestly. Mm. like it's, And I'm not like to defend Ubisoft either. Like They have had their problems in the past, which we've absolutely spoken about. Yeah. It's just the overreaction to them or, or the overreaction to certain things. It's like the, I uh, watched a short documentary um yesterday about it was I, I couldn't not click on it but it was like the the tragedy of uh, rainbow six extraction it was called on youtube Ugh. it's like a 20 minute um documentary and it was just them sort of documenting like everything that went wrong externally with the game and it's like none of it was really all of it was surface level it was really like mediocre shit and it was just like reading the comments as well yeah but it's ubisoft you know ubisoft make terrible games and it's like do any of you realize that we were literally swatted by like uh, by like one of you while we were making this game? Mm. Like Rainbow Six Extraction devs had to go into the roof, barricade themselves there mm. because SWAT was sweeping the building because of you mm. people. Like, do you not realize that? And they're all like complaining about stuff like you know, well, th- why are they making wacky games? It's like, because you keep buying them. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, stop buying like, them and they'll make something else. Yeah, like Rainbow Six Vegas, guys, like didn't sell that well. Like it, it, it did pretty decently at the time, but like Rainbow Six Siege has sold 80 million units. 80 million. With all its wacky expansions and its crazy characters, you keep buying this stuff. Mm. That's why they keep making this sort of stuff. So when they complain about that and like, well, we don't want this, it's like, yeah, you do. And You pl- absolutely do. And if you want straight cut shooter, there's plenty of choice. You don't have right. to buy the Ubisoft option, you know. You're, yeah. You're, yeah. What you want is served by loads of games if it's just straight up gun shooters. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the straight up gun shooters in Ubisoft as well. It's just people don't buy them. You know, that's the problem. Yeah. 
don't know, it's a funny old business. Anyway, but yeah, that's 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 mostly the problems which I have. It's not actually about Ubisoft, like in general. I just don't I don't I don't buy into the flack that third parties get. I don't buy into the, the flack that EA gets yeah. that um Ubisoft gets that Bethesda got before it was acquired. Like everyone just attacked them, constantly attacking them because they had to put microtransactions in the game because, hey, guess what? They don't have hardware to support their main business model. So mm. the need of a revenue income because guess what? Inflation hasn't has, has carried on going up, but the, the price of games really hasn't changed. No, like, not yeah, too much. Everyone, everyone's complaining about from 60 to 70. Like really games should be 100 right now. Yeah. They, they should be. In like, the UK, by the, way. the inflation's yeah, stupid, like 13%. Yeah, what it, it, it should. They should be way more. So, yeah. like the fact that they're doing microtransactions to get more people in, I don't blame them. I absolutely do not blame them. And they're optional guys, and they're all stupid hats. You don't have to buy them. It's just the complaints I just don't buy into. I just don't understand it. So, whenever I see these articles or anything to do with Ubisoft, then people are like, "Oh my god, they're making a subscription service. How dare they?" It's yeah. like, yeah, how dare look, a company try and make money? And you look at it, and it's like well, that's a pretty good deal, you know? It's actually not that bad. Yeah, yeah. Like there's there's like seventy games in that vault. You know what I mean? Some pretty decent games as well. Yeah, and so def I, and probably I, definitely things that you were going to pick up and be like, "Oh, I was going to play that eventually," and it's like fifteen dollars a month. Exactly, it's not yeah. that bad, man. Yeah, it's really not that bad. I just, yeah, I just don't. I'd, I mean, if you don't like Ubisoft games, just don't play them. It's really, it's, yeah, it's really don't easy. Talk guys. about it. Like you, the amount of times people spend their energy and effort to slag things off, it's just like there's more time in the world. There's <laughs> yeah. not enough time in the world. There's, you know, life is precious. Spend it on things you like. Like, don't talk about things you hate. It's annoying. Yeah, we are, here we are talking about things we hate. <laughs> I know. I just, I. I yeah ubisoft gamers like they are they are a unique type of monster i don't really understand them honestly i, I really don't and i understand like they're a vocal minority like they're really really they small are because there's loads of hardcore fans as well yeah there is yeah and they're quiet because they have to be because yeah. like god forbid they you know speak up and we know that they exist because games sell like 15 million units at a time like maybe 20 of it does really well like valhalla is way over 20 yeah um you know what i mean like there's people are playing these games so like if there's like this kotaku article and something trending on twitter and it's like three thousand retweets or something of people that really hate ubisoft it's like that's cool guys but you are just a piss in the wind in the right ocean. now yeah nobody cares Mouth, nobody let's cares. look at how many like special models are made from ubisoft uh you know th- uh ip like and you know how much cosplay there is and you know fan art and you know music inspired by ubisoft games and yeah and and i and i i will hold my hands up every day of the week and and sort of like talk about the stuff where they have failed you know what i mean like Mm. and they they will admit that as well like extraction wasn't the best game in the world i'm not saying that Mm. but if it was made by anyone else other than ubisoft it would have it would have done it would have done a little bit better Mm. You know what I mean? Critically, it would have been received. It would have been, yeah, it would have been received better. Sorry, mm-hmm. not. I don't mean like sales wise. Sales did fine. Like it, it hit like fifteen million units, guys. Like it, the game was fine. Like it, it did. It, it did what its job was. Um, it still made money. It definitely made profit. Mm-hmm. You know, so like people can call it a tragedy or failure, but it's like you know, crunch some numbers and you'll sort of figure out. But if anyone else made that game, it would have been. It would have gotten an extra point on top of it. I strongly believe that. Mm-hmm. It's just because, like, oh, it's an Ubisoft game, therefore, you know, automatically gets knocked down a little bit because that's what we do with Ubisoft games, you know. It's very, very strange to me. I just don't understand it, um, I think. And and same thing, and we have the opposite as well. We have the opposite things with uh, with uh, Nintendo games, right? They automatically get an extra point because, like, hey, it's Nintendo, right? Doesn't matter how bad the game is. Like, you know, they they get, they get the free points. Yeah. Which, it's very strange. I, I just don't understand it. Anyway. Yeah. Rant over. See, you get a rant. <laughs> Good. And now we're over time. That's how, that's how you do it. Okay. Put that in the comments section if uh, you like <laughs> Vin's rant. Uh, nobody's got a comment. Anyway, thank you very much, guys, for uh, tuning in. If you did get all the way to the end, then please like, subscribe, all that sort of good stuff. Share it with a friend. We really yeah, recommend it to a friend. Like, hey, if I've been listening to this podcast. It's, it's fine. You might like it. <laughs> it's fine. Say that. <laughs> help us out uh, that's like a three out of five star rating right there it's fine it's you know the pocket it's fine it's it's fine i've done all i've done all the gdc podcasts now so i'm looking for a new podcast <laughs> yeah and i can't listen to my one because i do it so yeah. it's fine yeah <laughs> that's a great recommendation i can't listen to my one because i do it 
I edit it, so I'm bored of it. It's like the, the opposite of egotistical. You know what I mean? But I don't know. Anyway, yeah, Chris, where can people find you? Um, so I'm making a game called Focus Find, which lists on Steam. Yeah, it's a 2D oh, yeah. puzzle platformer mystery narrative uh, game. This does ring a bell. And I've been making it for the last few years, Ben. I, th- I think you should have known this. You might have mentioned it. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't think you did mention it, but I might have seen it somewhere else. <laughs> and if you want to hear me on my journey, then um, if you Google Acrylic Pixel, I'm on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok. That was it. I saw you on TikTok. I remember now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I've got some cool news to share soon, um, which I'm really excited about. So, yeah. Um, and it's to do do with I music. know about it's it? It's to do with music. Yeah, you know about oh, it. Okay. Yeah, I do know about it. Oh, uh, I'm joking. Be excited. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just giving you shit today. And where can we find your stuff then? Uh, no, well, I don't do anything. I do absolutely nothing these days. Um, no, you can find me on uh, at Hillfort Games on YouTube, Twitter, and uh, TikTok as well. I'm on there as well. Uh, I do need to start building up my Instagram because I think TikTok is probably going to die at some point in the next couple of years. So I need to like, yeah. start building up somewhere else, I guess. because Don't do a business one. I've done a business one and this just dives. But my personal one is yeah, no, doing way do better than the business one. It's just, I yeah. don't understand it. It's ridiculous. So yeah, I don't have a, an LLC anyway, so... Oh. I do need to sort that out at some point. I d- you don't need... You just go, do you want it to be a business Instagram, yes or no, and it's just that. Oh, okay. Right, that's what you mean. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. So, yeah, I do need to get on there. But, yeah, for the time being, just Google Hillfort Games. You'll find my game long gone. It's on Steam as well. Please give it a wish list, as well as Chris's uh, game, Focus Find. Please go and give us a wish list. It makes us very, very cheerful um, when does. we get one. We're like when when we see that graph go up, it's like yeah. yeah, baby. You know, it's like that 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 is our dopamine hits. That's how we get, you know, uh so that's how we get through the days. Uh that and a lot of and a lot of coffee. But yeah, please, please go wish list. But until next time, thank you very much guys, and we'll see you in the next one. Take care. Bye bye. Yeah, seriously. Go 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 buy these. These are awesome. <laughs> I'm re- I'm really happy with these. I'm glad I bought them. They're very cool. Yeah.